swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a pig? Hello, welcome back. This is Mike Friday, and you are listening to the Greenlight Podcast. Um, before we get started today, I'd just like to thank all of you guys for the listening and the sharing that you guys have been doing. Um, it really helps out a lot. Uh, it's nice to know that there are some people uh, checking this out, and I, I love hearing your feedback. So please get in touch with me um, if you know if you have any thing that you'd like to hear about or, or questions that you think I'm glossing over. Um, I'm, I'm very open to those kind of things. So I'd like to thank you guys for listening. I'd like to thank all the guests so far who have come on and been so great. And of course, I'd like to thank my producer, Tim, for helping me out um, and doing most of the work. So today uh, we're talking to Sarah Smelly, who's the director of the Women's International Film Festival. Um, if you've never been and you're living in Newfoundland, or even if you're away, come down and check it out. It is, uh, it's, it's such an awesome festival. It's so, it's so big. The films that show are just amazing. We really get into uh, talking about what it's like getting to see films that are that are made uh, in Canada at these types of film festivals. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, yeah, thanks. Enjoy. I'm still waiting for my first hate mail. I can't wait. Oh, I would like one. Many? No, not yet. Okay. But I mean, we only have two episodes out right now. Okay, but it is like social media time. It's true. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a it's a scary world now. I know the um. Have you have you been to the donut pop up? Oh my god, I haven't. But I've been kind of trolling the trolls on oh, their yeah. Facebook page <laughs> yes, yeah. because like how like they're donuts. You're yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Second, you're not entitled to donuts. Like they're they're pastries with pieces of bacon on them. Yeah. Your life isn't gonna end. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Everything's gonna like, be okay. Yeah. Don't so be they a jerk on Facebook <laughs> over donuts. It's insane to me because that, that's what what happened for for people listening is that they, there's a pop up and which is just like a mini restaurant that exists sometimes yeah. when they when they want to be there when they can find appropriate ovens yeah, and space yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So they make donuts and and one day there was just too big of a lineup. Yeah. So too many people wanted donuts. Yeah. There weren't enough donuts. And then people just started outrage ripping into them. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Someone posted on their Facebook page that they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Let's stop and consider that. Yeah. Really shame? <laughs> they should feel shame? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, like you should feel like <laughs> who's who's the one far. feeling ashamed? The person who has a business that's too popular <laughs> to keep up with the amount, or the person who's on Facebook like I didn't get my donut <laughs> and you should feel bad. Yeah. Like that's insane. I waited for fifteen minutes. So who were you, who were you trolling? You were trolling them back, like oh, someone they they revamped how they did it, and so now you uh, you pre-order the donuts and right. then go pick them up, and they ran out of pre-orders because of course they're just human beings. Yeah, you can only sprinkle bacon onto so many pastries. <laughs> yeah, and so people were posting like this is the wrong way to do it. And no. First of all, no, because they're sold out, and mm-hmm. second of all. Shut up. <laughs> like, just, let them do their thing, yeah. you know? They're respo- they, they've changed it because people have been so mean to them yeah. about the last time. Just shut up. Just yeah. just lift your fingers from the keyboard and stop pressing enter. Yeah. And go for a walk. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like, you my favorite okay. one was like, they were like, I'm going to call the police. This has to be illegal. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Like, 911 police needs to... Police love donuts, man. Yeah. You are... <laughs> 
They were at the front of the line. Just, yeah. They got there early enough to get it. Dude, you, you can run with that stereotype. You're putting more distance between yourself and the donut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just love to hear the, the call. Like, I hope they record the call. <laughs> like, like police, there weren't enough donuts. What? Do you, do you want me to arrest someone yeah. over over you not getting in line early enough? They could do a cop's St. John's version. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All the meat skeets and stuff like that. The people stealing yeah. bologna and... Uh, <laughs> that is like my uh, the RC uh, or the RNC now has a wanted Wednesdays. Have you seen that <laughs> on their Facebook page? It's amazing. No. Well, is that how? Because I remember there was this big uproar because they caught a guy just by posting his picture on yeah. Facebook, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's Jimmy." Yeah, exactly. Is, is yeah, that and that's what it is. Wednesdays? So now every Wednesday they have just a picture of somebody who stole something and they were like, share it around. Let's find this guy. <laughs> Hashtag wanted Wednesdays. Like it's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like it must've really like revolutionized crime. Indeed. And crime fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know like there were, there were people. It's a who great were, idea. It is. Yeah. yeah but it, yeah. it's just, it, it sounds so juvenile. Like it's I just, I, I'm fine yeah. with them doing it every Wednesday. Yeah. I just don't like that it's called, like, hashtag Wanted Wednesdays. Like, it makes it seem so, like, it's like, well, today's Wanted Wednesdays, and then for Throwback Thursday, we're going to talk about the guy we caught two weeks ago. Yeah, like, yeah. here he is, we and caught every him. every other day, we're not going after anybody. No, yeah, we're not. We're not into it's it. It's just Australia. Yeah, off to Australia with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a very effective social media use, RNC. It is. I salute you. Yeah. 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 I'm still not. Uh, I'm. Not, I'm still not very good at at social media stuff. I yeah. don't know if you've. Do you, Do you find that like with with festival promotion stuff like that? Do you have? Is there a job within the Women's Film Festival? Yeah, Discord? I used to have that job. Oh, you used yeah. to do that job. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I was a communications person. Right. Yeah, and so I would post. You know. Post the stuff on the stuff. Yeah. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> do it all. How did you How did you find that? Like, do you is there like a strategy to to social media with uh, with like doing something without just making it like I I I feel like I get scared of social or um of saturation. Like yeah. I'm going to like just drive everybody away. Yeah. So did you have like strategies for that or? Um. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I knew that anything to do with local people doing anything was going to be widely celebrated and reshared and appreciated. Oh, okay. So you try and try and stick to that. I tried to. We're a feminist organization, mm -hmm. and so uh, I tried to keep Facebook kind of light on that. Right. That side of things, and um, then Twitter, we could retweet more um, directly feminist things. Right. Um, the weird thing about it is that you're following all these film film outlets, so you're, you're following Hollywood stuff, you're following film stuff from all over the world, and you get really up on celebrity gossip. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Eva Crocker is our communications person right now. She yeah. was just saying yesterday that her friends... We're just saying to her that, like, Eva, you talk about celebrities a whole lot. <laughs> but that's, that's when you're sitting on Twitter all day doing broadcasting for a film festival, right. that's what you're digesting. That's all the input is coming yeah, in. It's just like yeah. Kardashian this. And, yeah, well, but, not uh, necessarily Kardashian this, but like Canadian film celebrities and what films are being oh, made okay. and who's behind them and blah, blah, blah. And you start to learn who all the, who all even Hollywood actresses are uh -huh. coming to it I, I wasn't really up on that kind of right stuff. actually yeah. that's something I'd be more interested in is like I feel like I'm dismally behind in just knowing about 
the Canadian film scene and stuff like yeah, that. Like I would yeah. like to know what features I should be because we we often don't get a wide release. No. And well, here we like... have like a couple of like the the Women's Film Festival. Like I love going to that because we get to see like these larger films. Yeah. That otherwise I wouldn't wouldn't get to see, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like once a year. And uh, the nickel like gets a few like fun like uh, uh feet or like great like Canadian features in uh, that we get to watch that we would never get to see because they don't get that full release yeah. most of the time. Yeah, it's yeah they're really struggling it. There's been a few interesting articles come out just recently. Um, basically people in the Canadian film industry saying, look, like, can you please yeah. help us get our films out there? Yeah, like, yeah. We're in your country. We're making great movies. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Jean-Claude Van Damme just to the side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Just stop giving Michael Bay and, money right now. Yeah, just please. stop handing him. Can that just be a worldwide... <laughs> stop I'm giving. all over that. No more Michael Bay. Yeah. Let's, Michael Bay have a seat, sweetheart. Yeah, just yeah. sit down. Just give someone else a turn for a little <laughs> My, while. Watching a Michael Bay movie was the first time I had any sort of... Uh, like full on, full on feminist rage. It wasn't. It was like <laughs> shortly after that that I started working at the women's film. Festival. Oh, was it? I was like, oh yeah, it's all making sense now. <laughs> you got to be careful when you say that too, because Michael Bay would get a hell of that and be like, I'm responsible for <laughs> yeah, the current the state of the women's film festival. Yeah. But yeah, watching Transformers, I was just like, oh my god, and it was full of all of these little boys. Yeah. And Megan Fox is just like hovering in really short jeans with yeah. her mouth half open and yeah. she has no lines and yeah. she's just like a complete prop and yeah and they're like I, main character megan fox yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. no she and leans on some stuff she does yeah. yes and that's about it yeah and then like it really was a theater full of like seven eight year old boys and yeah. it's just like oh god oh god yeah <laughs> i've climbed out of my rock and yeah. i'm furious <laughs> <laughs> the most impressionable audience possible yeah and it, and it is it's super playing on because that's like Transformers, that movie couldn't have been worse. No, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was, oh my god, what? But they did get worse. They got so there's like I nine of them. There's, oh, oh no, no, there's not nine. No there's five. I don't know how many there are. How many are there? Is there? I think there's five. I haven't seen any of them. So. Yeah, I saw I saw the first one and I watched one of the other ones after that. Uh, I can't remember. Every once in a while, I just go through a kick where I just want to watch something horrible. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I and I do do that. Um, I recommend Rambo. Rambo? Oh, oh I yeah. love Rambo. Yeah, I want, I want, yeah. <laughs> also, that's really good. Minimal dialogue. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, the first one for sure. <laughs> the first one's uh, the first one's great, and then after that, it just becomes like genocide. The movie over and over again, where he's just like, I'm just gonna go. They drop me into this village, and I kill everybody. Got my suit of bullets. Yeah, <laughs> suit of bullets. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, Michael Bay informs our work every day. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah it's no more there. Michael Bay. Yeah. Everything I do here is to shut that guy down. Yeah. He just like he's <laughs> he just took all of the things that everybody loved as a kid and he was like, and if I make them. this, they'll see it. They'll see it. They don't care. And yeah. it's like it, it's giving the audience no credit kind of thing where it's like they don't care. They'll <laughs> go see it. There. And everybody's yeah. proving them right by going and uh, and buying that ticket. See it. Yeah it's it's like even the like i like i really like action movies and the action sequences in those which is like what those are supposed to be is it's like yeah. oh we're gonna watch transformers and they're really gonna fight but you can't understand a single thing that's happening no on the screen it's just like somebody just taped a bunch of dinkies together and rolled it down <laughs> and then put in explosions oh, around it yeah. like and, and like really loud sound yeah like somebody's like ah yeah. <laughs> microphone. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. and 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 yeah, and we, and we have all this cool stuff being made, 
in Canada. Yeah. Like I know I'm I'm really trying to talk to uh, Deanne Foley, but like I saw Relative Happiness at the Women's yeah. Film Festival. Yeah. That was closing. I yeah, think. closing on our twenty fifth. So yeah. Not the one that just went by, but the, the one before, before that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I had no, I wouldn't have known. Like I was working with Deanne at the time. She was helping us with something, and I, and I mm-hmm. got to go see that movie, and I was like, this is better than a lot of the stuff that gets totally. major release. Yeah. Right? And it, the neat thing about that movie I found was like doing the festival you see half of each film or the whole film but you see it like on your computer screen at your house or at your office and making sure that quality control and nothing's glitchy or anything and then to see that in a theater it was but that's exactly what it was made for and everybody laughing together it's just a beautiful experience it was it was really really fun and that that's so that that's what i look for with um with festivals and that's why i love like going to going out to film festivals is because it i don't Get, I don't so much get to choose what I'm going to watch, because if yeah. I choose, I can't be trusted. I've proven that time and time again. <laughs> I've watched Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Transformers. I like I guy. Yeah, I can't be trusted to pick myself. So that's that's like one of the big things that brings me to festivals. Like besides the like the, uh, the workshops and stuff like that are also like really, yeah. really great. And But they're just sitting down and getting those screenings and getting that yeah. real like Canadian content is... Uh, is is really really nice mm-hmm. so how did you start out with the women's film fest um i answered a job ad really okay. i was working i um i was working for the scope and um i needed i just wanted to take on a second job and so uh i started doing communications with the women's film festival i got a year contract with them and it just worked out really well. I really loved it. Um, Kelly Davis, who you probably know, was running yeah. it. And I loved working with Kelly. We had so much fun. And we just did a lot of cool stuff. And so I just stayed. And then she moved on to the NFB to be a producer. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's just, you know, continue defining film in the country. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she works at the NFB now, so I, I have her, her job. That's great, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. was that, and was, how long have you been with the, with the, with the festival? Four years. Four years, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's no, awesome. five. Five. Oh. I started in 2011. So, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, it's 2016. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that it's something that uh, a lot of people don't realize is that a, a festival does run year round. Oh, man, Like, the yeah. screening itself is such a small part. Yeah. Like, can you, can you sort of, like, break down what, what sort of goes on? Like, like for, for one, like, just what kind of positions are available in, like, a festival team? Mm-hmm. Well, our festival, I mean, we're pretty lucky. We're one of the biggest arts organizations in, in the province, yeah. really. Not a lot of arts organizations have multiple staff. Uh, but, you know, we're 25 years old, and we do do a ton of stuff. We have, there's me, I'm the executive director, and then Jen Brown is our industry liaison. She also is the framed producer. So Jen puts together all of those workshops. Mm-hmm. She puts together the forum. Um, she's assembling, if I can say, this will be the first time this is public, Ooh. we're going to have a directing masterclass with Sophie Duras, who oh, did wow. the Amina Profile in Leilu. Uh, she's putting that together. She also puts together all of our framed camps. We run, um, frame camps are, are filmmaking workshops and filmmaking camps for youth and they all get together and they, uh, they either work together to collectively make a documentary or collectively work together to make a, uh, like a short film. And then we usually just have a script ready that they'll shoot. Um, but Jen is the producer of those. The first two framed 
films that she produced were last summer. We did them, she did uh, two short docs up in Nunatsiavet. She did mm -hmm. one in Hopedale and Nain with uh, Troy Marr, and then Vic Wells edited them. They're showing at film festivals now. Wow. They're amazing, amazing little documentaries. That's it's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, so she does that. Um, and then we have Nicole Wilson. She's the assistant festival director. Mm -hmm. She helps me with a lot of the like paperwork and financial stuff, and she also coordinates our one-off screening. So we've got one coming up uh, tomorrow. Tonight, today's Friday. Yes. Um, we're doing one with Spat, uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. That's yeah. the Iranian vampire movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Nicole put all that together, and she'll be putting together. We're going to screen the Ron Hines documentary on March 22nd. Oh, she puts cool. that together. And we're also coordinating with the Status of Women Council to put together a big like feminist conference. She's working on that. Oh, so cool. So she's pretty bogged down. Yeah. And then Eva does all the communications and learns about all the Hollywood celebrities. All the sweet celebrities, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the gossip, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. yes. Because that, that is, it's something that, uh, that I, I never, and these little events that, like, happen throughout the year, like, I know, like, this, um, the, the screening tonight has been getting quite a bit of, yeah. like, I, I think it's going to be really well attended. I think so, too. It's yeah. a great movie. It's yeah. a great idea to screen the movie. It was That was Spat's idea to do that. Oh, was it? Like, yeah. Heck, yeah, we'll help you do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's at yeah. Eastern Edge, It's right? at Eastern yeah. Edge. Yeah, we did a screening uh, with them at Eastern Edge of the documentary a couple weeks ago. No, it would have been maybe more than a month ago now. Oh, is that She's Beautiful When She's Angry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. went really well. Eastern Edge is a great venue for a screening, like if it's just, you know, sort of casual. We did a screening on the weekend of all the Oscar-nominated short films at Rocket, yeah. and that was a wicked venue for a screening. I had yeah, the, the upstairs. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so yeah. Great. Amazing acoustics in there. They have a really great sound system. We rented a giant screen. And oh, yeah. It was very nice. That's it's great. Swanky. Yeah. It's really yeah. Sweet. And like the the festival itself got a maybe that was two years ago was one of the top ten festivals wasn't it but on like McLean's or something. Maybe. I don't know that it was McLean's actually. Let's go with it. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't actually one of the remember. Top two actually. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was such a toss up, really. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's hard. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we gotta. I mean, especially. And the, on the twenty for the twenty fifth festival, we um, we brought all these representatives from organizations who advocate for gender diversity on screen. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of the women in film and television branches, uh, women in the directors chair, the Female Eye Film Festival, all these organizations across country, we brought people in to St. John's to have a big, huge meeting. Right. about the state of women in Canadian film and what could we do, what actions can we sort of move forward with. And they came up with a list of recommendations for the industry and for funders. Cool. And that got a lot of attention. Right. It got a lot of national attention. It was pretty cool. It was a really groundbreaking event. It was really neat. It was, it was on our end, it was kind of headed up by our board member, Barbara Janes, mm -hmm. who used to run the whole English program at the NFB. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, so that, that kind of put us on the map a little bit. And then the past couple years, we've had this partnership with Telefilm Canada. Uh, and in the past, the Canada Media Fund, they have this program called Eye on Canada, where they go to, they're really trying to bring more Canadian films to bigger audiences. And so they'll partner with a festival and say, hey, you know, like, we want to make your opening night huge and amazing. We want to help you get these filmmakers in to present their films at your opening night. So the past couple of years, 
Uh, we've been part of that program. We showed Midnight's Children and Deepa Meta came here. Yeah. We showed, um, well, last year we showed Into the Forest and Patricia Rosalma was here, which was a pretty big deal. Yeah. 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 And she did this little, she was so generous. She, um, we got together like a few local and visiting filmmakers. We had we had to cap it at exactly twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we got these twenty five filmmakers, emerging filmmakers, and they got to have this little private meet and greet with Patricia Rosa yeah. before. It was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So, how, sorry, how many people was it that got to go in with with her? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's so, so yeah, it was. So we've been able to do that, and uh, that's really put us on the map. Um, and in terms of the national scene. And then also, like, Jen Brown, man, she's amazing. She knows so much, and she's just been, she's really been reshaping the forum and putting so much work and effort and heart into it. And this is, she's the first person that the festival has been able to hire to do this. Normally it would be Kelly, you know, yeah. putting the whole festival together. Right, yeah. And also the forum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we've been lucky enough to get enough money to hire Jen Brown and that's I mean we had Vice here yeah it, that was pretty amazing yeah that's so great <laughs> there were many many high fives in the <laughs> office <laughs> leading up to that so yeah so her work too has really really helped our, our profile right yeah so and because I, I always uh, I always sort of say like that I want to attend like every festival that I can get to, but like for people who can't get out to these forums and stuff like that, like when you're talking about like uh, gender diversity in film, um, it's something that like I, I feel can trickle down into like even just like short filmmaking and that kind of thing. Like people who are uh, like we're, we're making art and people who are making art have a, like a bit of a responsibility, yeah. right? To be, uh, moving society forward in general or else like what's the point what are you doing yeah um but you know was were there things that were like in that in that larger forum that you think can be thought about by people who are just making short films like people on their first short film like things that people should be keeping in mind like was there anything that sort of jumped out at you that would uh that well, would be I sort think, of good advice i think people should just be conscious about who they're hiring and you know take a risk mm -hmm. Not a, it probably won't wind up being a risk yeah. you know but like just branch out, maybe use some different people. And there are so many talented people. There are so many talented women writers here. The, we have the, the Michelle Jackson Emerging Filmmaker mm -hmm. Award. And so we do that call for submissions and we get like 14 scripts and they're all awesome. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? And yeah, there are just so many really talented people and also really talented women working here. So you know, if, if, if you have the, if you're in the position where you get to put together a team, maybe use some people that you don't know, maybe, mm -hmm. if, yeah, yeah, employ some different people, think about how you're writing your characters, and maybe get some input on how you're writing those characters, if input is those huge. characters aren't like you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that'd be awesome, yeah, input <laughs> is huge, and collaboration is huge, I think, yeah. just getting somebody else to, to read, what you're saying uh, be before you put it out there, like yeah. publishing a first draft is a, a nightmare. Oh I God. would imagine. So, yeah. but if you don't get somebody to read over what you're doing before you before you send it out there, you're basically putting out a first draft that you edited a couple of times. Yeah, like yeah. it's a second draft in in your story and stuff yeah. like that. But if no one else has looked at it yet, yeah, the stats are not in your favor. Like 
speaking in terms of probability, it's probably bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's it, and that's a that's a very freeing <laughs> thing for me, I think, when I yeah. when I realize that like my first draft is garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because then you can just write it and get it down. And yeah, move and on. you just throw it you throw it away or yeah, whatever. Then, yeah. <laughs> Good thing that's out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Make way for genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was... wanted to say you were saying um you know, that you think people in the arts have a certain responsibility. I wanted to say, uh, I think your stand-up is excellent. I think you oh. do a wicked job not being sexist and, in fact, being <laughs> feminist as fuck, if you will. And oh, cool. I think you do an awesome job. I was so impressed. I oh, saw your thank show you. with Matt Wright, and I walked away and was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Good, I didn't give you the Michael Bay fear when you left. That's what <laughs> no, I'm gaming no, for. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. yeah, I was super impressed. That's good. I yeah, should put yeah. I should put like not sexist on my posters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I I will admit I kind of trolled you guys once. <laughs> oh, but did yeah, you? I did. Yeah, you guys had a show and it was like eight comics and uh, the picture it was all all guys. Yeah. And it was like just eight squares featuring the face. Oh, of the for dude. for yuck yucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I. Uh, it was after the show I saw it, and you know the <laughs> the Tumblr uh, congratulations. You have an all male panel. Oh, I've never seen that. No. Oh, you should look it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> but you can. They have a handy little thing where you uh you can paste a little circle picture of um who was the guy who was Knight Rider? Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. David Hasselhoff. Uh, Knight Rider. Uh, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the curly hair, flip collar, oh, yeah. thing. And you just paste it on the picture of the all male panel and paste it back. <laughs> so I did that to you guys. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I never saw it. I would love to see that. <laughs> oh. if you could send it to me. <laughs> no problem. Because that is the that is the sad. <laughs> it was my first internet trolling experience. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's not so very nice. effective, but I enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what most of trolling is. It's mostly for mostly for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, but it is, and it, it's a it's a thing here. I don't know if it's a thing everywhere. The, with with stand up, I know like it, it sounds like being a female comedian can be an absolute nightmare. nightmare yeah, like yeah. the stories that I've heard, and it's it's crazy because I hear the stories, and my immediate instinct is to like not believe it. Yeah, like my immediate instinct is like that can't have happened. Yeah, and like because it just sounds so crazy, and I'm like, but I'm also here. Yeah, I'm in the same place. Yeah, and I've never heard about anything like that, and then you see it and and it just it's it's there and it, it it's it's like you just turn around and then all of a sudden when your back is turned it's like those ghosts in mario yeah like when you're looking at it it's nothing and then you turn around and it's just like <laughs> but it's it's crazy have like you, when you say you see you see it have mm-hmm. you seen it or i have seen it yeah okay. now a couple of Horrendous. times where yeah. it is yeah it's um like even just the way that uh mcs bring up female comedians and stuff like that there was a real it was it was like it was one of the worst things I can't remember I show I was late to this show um and I came but like Sarah Walsh uh who's who's doing the show with me on Sunday yeah um was getting brought up on stage and the MC literally said like there have been a lot of dicks up here tonight now it's time for some boobs and they just started going boobs boobs and brought Sarah up on stage and he came down and everyone was just like in shock <laughs> like what just happened and the, like, this guy wasn't Maybe. from here like they yeah. flew him in to do this show and we were like where's the, how is this guy working? how did the audience react they were it was a small audience and the audiences on wednesdays on yeah. these wednesday shows are usually varied like the the weekend shows here are usually like lots of drunk people and they're like ah, do whatever <laughs> i want to hear nasty stuff and but on wednesdays it's usually like a lot of students and stuff like that yeah who so, are a bit 
Yeah, so, like, everybody's clapping. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not laughing at the joke, but they're like, Sarah's coming up, because everybody in the audience knows Sarah, because they come out to the show every week. Yeah. Um, And so she she went up, and when he came off stage, just, like, Three people just went over. We just cornered him. We were like, don't do that. Do you not know that you don't do that? Like, you can't You can't do that. Like, you talk about Sarah's pro work. Like, talk about the, the shows that she's done and the yeah. tours that she's done. Like, she she's not... Like It's just so absurd. Like, it's crazy. So, it's like people freaking out about donuts. It is, yeah. It makes no sense. It doesn't. So like, how, how strange must, like, a day be for that person like I've always thought about it with people with uh and I mean I have I have stand up about like street harassment and stuff like that yeah uh and and that's always baffled me just completely baffled me just like yeah. yelling out the window at somebody while you're going 55 yeah. kilometers an hour down and the like, road why that's like what is the goal what is the intent yeah yeah do you want them to stop and be like oh nice to meet you like chase the car yeah. <laughs> like, yes okay you like me yeah, finally like it's great and i heard like or does it just feel good oh but I, I mean i now have experience with internet trolling does it feel good is it the same thing it felt kind of good. Oh, it felt, felt good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> car trolling. That's what we can call it now. It's car trolls. Bunch of car trolls driving down the street. It's crazy. Is that trip trapping on my bridge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you heard like um on on VOCM they did a they were asking people like do you care when people yell out of their cars at you when you're walking down the street and all these people were calling in they were like no i love it real nice and people yelling compliments and i was like that's such a that's your uncle yeah that's your like those are your family members it's not what we're talking yeah, about yeah yeah that's yeah they, they think it's like when you're crossing the street and someone's like yeah. well, what are you at and you go and you know <laughs> totally. when there's two that, that car that's sitting in the middle and you can't beep at them because it looks like they're having a nice conversation and, but they're holding up like 15 cars behind them like yeah. that's not the same thing it's not the same <laughs> yeah thing. That's yeah. like the definite intent there is just to catch up at the most inappropriate time yes. yeah. when, when there's a whole bunch of people behind Stopping you. Stopping traffic with friendship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I've Which always. Which theory sounds good. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've always thought like a, like St. John's is, is a city, but it's also a small town. Yes. Very much so. Like everybody yeah. knows each other. Oh yeah. So I, I feel like when people are doing that, like you're going to turn around and just be like, shut up, Kevin. Like. <laughs> I see you every day. Stop it. I'm going to get a burger. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to think about just the fact that it doesn't get thought about like anything like that, like doesn't get thought about. And and you think about, and people get really up in arms about it too. Like, I I guess like, well, I, I said I was waiting for my hate mail. Have you guys gotten any? Like, do you guys get, get, I really enjoy the, um, Whenever VOCM reports on us, they get comments saying, where's the men's film festival? And I've always wanted to do like a fake news broadcast and be like, hi, I'm Sarah Smelly reporting from the St. John's International Men's Film Festival and be at the mall and like go through all the posters. You know, and today's theme is dudes saving the world by while women are sexually available. Back to you. But uh, yeah, so I always like that. But in terms of like it doesn't get thought about, I do think there needs to be something that makes people go, Oh, whoa, this is a, like, this is a thing. I should yeah. think about this. You right. know, like even because, you know, the nineties, <laughs> it wasn't an issue. I was like, I was even just reading like David Foster Wallace or something like going back and like, he was kind of a sexist guy. Right. It just, it was okay. Like it, it's just, things are always changing. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just need things to, 
trigger people to accept and participate in change. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it's like because things like the women like a women's film festival in general is is necessary just because Cineplex is yeah the men's film festival. It, like if you look through yeah. like how many of the films are yeah and even I mean when I say things are always changing it's been particularly bad consistently since for women in film since the women film festival started you can read these statistics. Um, you can read statistics by a woman, uh, Dr. Martha Lausen, and she's at the San Diego State University. She has okay. a whole like gender studies and media department, and she releases statistics about the numbers of women who are directing, writing, and producing in films, and then the number of women who have speaking roles, and the numbers have not gotten any better since she started doing this, and I believe she started doing this in the 80s, so right. it's, it's always pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. It's been a big. I think it goes in waves. I think I feel like it's been a big topic this year in mainstream media mm-hmm. and in Hollywood and all that kind of thing. So maybe we'll see some change. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's probably happened before. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, sure. and I, I, I can definitely see enough. the waves type thing because because yeah. all it is is I guess when things get the worst, yeah, people revolt against Michael it. Bay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so yeah, that's what it is, is that people people revolt against the Michael Bayism and then they Yeah. Go and then but then when things get better, yeah, people go, don't oh, have to complain good. anymore. So then when they and then as soon as you loosen that grip, it's just like, Well, then then we're back. Exactly. We're back yeah. kind of thing. So I, I feel like there's like a wave in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. It's um 'cause people people do get really I mean, you hear that too. I, I think Louis C. K. I don't know if this was just a little while ago or like a a, a while back talking about um, like Black History Month and stuff like that, when people are like, "Where's White History Month?" It's like, oh no, it's God, the rest help. of the all of history. Like it's all of history. <laughs> that just gave me like a little panic attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just the people. People feel like when somebody is trying not to be marginalized, yeah, that that means they have to be marginalized. Yeah, yeah. and and that's a really common thing that people yell about with with feminism is you know if you're being a feminist that means you're trying to bring men down yeah no like, no and, no <laughs> no one needs to go yeah no one needs to go down just everybody just needs to be on the same level totally yeah. and we want to like everybody is essentially defecated upon let's say by lousy gender stereotypes yeah, like it yeah. just is a disaster for everybody and we just want to get rid of them entirely mm-hmm. and that includes male gender stereotypes that make Men feel like they are unable to be who they are. Yeah. We don't want that either. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. tears, only flexing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't don't yeah. cry. Let your muscles out. do the talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be yeah. a man. Man up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Don't. Like, oh, Dad, Just my dog yourself. died. No, man up. You don't care about that. You never cared about that dog. <laughs> you slaughtered Remember your that? dog yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gave it a man's death. That's <laughs> right. Now we're eating it. Strangled it out oh, while staring it horrible. right in the eyes. It's so dark. But... <laughs> <laughs> we're all right we're all right yeah and it because it is it, it does it affects it, it affects everybody and yeah. it's a uh and and that type of thing like when you're talking about that like six and seven year olds those are those are the people that need yeah to be shown the right stuff yeah. at that point yeah. in time because your brain is play-doh and everything that goes in is punching craters into it totally so it's yeah. you know those are the and, and maybe not even i mean i'm sure people would take issue with the phrase the right stuff but maybe just mm. different stuff different stuff maybe, yeah yeah just a wider a wider variety of stuff yeah, that's, them a yeah. wider variety of ways to be right that is, 
and wherein those ways are okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, cause I, if you think of like what a brain looks like rather than just one big crater of the same <laughs> thing, just going super deep, just lots of little ones on the outside. Yeah. Totally. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. multiple wounds as <laughs> yeah. opposed to yeah. <laughs> and like even looking at like lego legos legos trying to take steps on that sort of thing where yeah. it's like it's no longer uh where there's like mixed packs of of stuff where it just has all sorts of things in it so when yeah. you buy it like a, a parent can't look at lego and be like oh this one has princesses on it and this one has you know sword fighting pirates on it then yes. so instead the princesses are in with the sword fighting pirates and they're all just sort of mixed in Half and then you can away. choose how to use that that whole sort of thing yourself yeah. and there yeah so I, I guess like there are I, I like to see people just like discussing that type of thing yeah. in, a, in a real not necessarily on Facebook because that never ends up being a good discussion <laughs> oh my god they're they're brutal <laughs> keyboard warrior yeah. which is like a, a phrase that I really like. It sounds like an awesome. It sounds 80s like someone has like something. a guitar. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're, they're like, just giving her. Yeah, they come through some sort of music hair. portal or something, and yeah. they're gonna yeah assault somebody. But yeah, and somebody's got one of those drum kits that's all those like gray like octagons yeah. instead of actual drums. <laughs> yeah. Love those. They're floating on some sort of like just future light. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sonic the Hedgehog had a like a spinoff series, not even a spinoff, just like one of the cartoons they all had. They all had instruments. I don't know why I can't <laughs> stop thinking about that right now. That's all right. Be Sonic, a band. Every once in a while, Sonic like the Hedgehog just makes its way back into my brain. <laughs> just rolls in. So did you, like, did you always want to work, like, around film? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I uh, I knew nothing about film before I started working at the Women's Film Festival. Oh, really? If that's okay to say. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it is. No, I, like I said, I was... Um, I was working at the Scope, so I was kind of a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a journalist. So why is you were a journalist if you yeah. worked at Scope? Yeah, you worked, you worked um, for, for a newspaper so that's, I did. as a journalist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wrote some stuff, and sometimes it was snarky, and sometimes it was full-on reporting. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I didn't know anything about, about film at all. Uh, to be totally honest, maybe I don't want to say this publicly, but here I go. I had no idea that so many films were made. I really thought that the only movies that existed yeah. were those ones that were shown at the mall. There's and... a huge amount of people that think that, though. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is working on a short film and blah, 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 blah. I was like, really? Like, there are all these movies out there that yeah. nobody ever sees and that cost a lot of money to mm-hmm. make. This yeah. is incredible. And so... Yeah, that really blew my mind. Yeah. And I had no idea, again, that, that there were so many Canadian films made, that mm-hmm. there was a huge thriving industry in this country, and that it was very important and contributes considerably to our national economy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're seeing this this tax credit stuff now. Nova Scotia oh, lost God, the tax credit. Oh, God, and now credit. in BC, they're thinking BC, about it. I know, that blows my shoot, mind. Like, Deadpool and all these yeah, huge films Deadpool out there. Deadpool just like, came out and blew yeah, the box office out of the yeah. water. yeah. So that's and a now, disaster. So weird. Yeah. yeah. I think what goes on is that people don't really understand what a tax credit is. And yeah. they think that the governments are just kind of forking over large sums of money and saying, make movies. Yeah. Which is not actually no. the case. And I don't I think even I think even governments don't really understand that like if you cut the tax credit, it doesn't mean you're getting more revenue somehow or that yeah. you're saving any money. It just means that people have to pay more to make 
films in your province, and so they will go make them somewhere else, somewhere and else. then you get zero. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because so, it, it's all percentage-based, right? Yeah, it's yeah, all based it's on the, like, the budget. Like, you're like, how much are you paying to make the movie? Yeah. Well, we can, you know, we give you some give credit you this towards much of those tax taxes. Break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. And so that's, yeah, because then it's like, yeah, we're saving all this money, but then the movie goes away. But then away. you're getting none. Yeah. So it, it's a zero-zero. Yeah. Yeah. Because, that, like, that's why people make movies in Canada, yeah. right? Like, people yeah. from the States come up to make movies in Canada. Yeah. Because, especially now that the dollar's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. as a filmmaker, or specifically as, like, a background actor, <laughs> when I see the dollar go down, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, Mike's gonna work. I got like, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody comes up and they're like, yes, let's take advantage, because it's all, it's, it, it is, and especially with those Cineflex, Cineplex films, um, it's really just, it's money. It's a money grab. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally. Like, they're like, they're yeah. like, how little can we spend to get the most back. Yeah. So you see like Suicide Squad or whatever was shooting in Toronto. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people were watching this and they see like, the, I, people had videos of like the Batmobile was just driving down the street and stuff like that. <laughs> they're like, oh, look at the Batmobile. Yeah, it is yeah. a great day. And, and that's, that's like a, a thing where Canada can be like, yeah, we're like, Cool stuff's being made here, and then you see Nova Scotia be like, yeah, not for us. Not for us, yeah. And it's just bottomed out. Like, Huge there, exodus, like nothing. massive exodus yeah. of people just like talking about where oh, they're going to go next. I think Jonathan Torrance was like, yeah. offered to fly people home for the holidays <laughs> who had fled Nova Scotia. Yeah. Good old John Oman. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show, John Vision. Yeah. So good. I yeah. watch it every day after I come home from school and be like, yeah. 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 Yeah, he'll take care of it. like thrush hermit on. (laughs) And that, anyway, he had Dr. Ruth on. (laughs) She was making gestures, and I just remember this particular shot of his face going, oh my god, what's happening on my show? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a, um, because I think think Canada is really, like, it it feels like it's always on the tipping point of being, like, a huge film industry but it's it's always being just like sort of weighed one way or the other, and we're, yeah. it's not not quite there. Um, but it it always feels like I feel like it would be kind of a, a a scary decision to make now, being somebody in Canada and wanting to work in film and moving to the states, because yeah. I feel like we're just on this we're on the the, the threshold of like it being the ground level type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. when I look at like uh, in St. John's, like Republic of Doyle. Um, before Republic of Doyle, we weren't really as much of a hub. No, nobody had jobs. Yeah, in, yeah. in film and that kind of thing. And then Republic yeah. of Doyle came along and hired so much local, which is mm-hmm. like the best thing because they like single-handedly kind of developed this huge crew of like really, really talented oh, people. Oh, yeah. Because um, everybody was just sort of sitting here and they had these skills <laughs> yeah. and didn't really know. Like you look at like uh, um, uh, like Thomas Mm-hmm. Like working like like Griffin Gaffer and stuff like that, and like he he did he did a bunch of film school stuff, and then was here, and then it's just kind of like, well, now and here's a way for you to just go out and just use those skills, yeah, and do your and thing. make all this money, and then so now that they're gone, I I feel like once that was happening and everybody was getting this taste, then all these short films started coming out, and everybody yeah. was going out and branching out and making their own little things, yeah, and it only takes you know one one person to sort of go out and have something hit and stick to the wall because everybody's just throwing shit at the wall and just waiting spaghetti for something everywhere. to stay there. There's so much spaghetti all over the place. <laughs> and, and, and Canada sort of having that going on a, on a national 
level. Like we're we're making these mm-hmm. these real high like the Revenant shot in Northern Ontario. Oh, I know, I know. Stuff. Like it's I yeah. met I met um a guy who used to run basically Victoria's version of NIFCO called Cinevic. Mm-hmm. And uh like they're actually at the point where they're they kind of are angry at the BC film industry because it's quote unquote like all Hollywood and all right. the productions. Like, that's crazy. Like yeah. that's an arts industry. That's an amazing position to be in. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, no, and I mean, like, there's been so much go on here, and there's so much that I think is still going to go on here. Like Maudie was here, and then Frontier yeah. is going on. Chloe Robichaud, who uh, she directed a film called Sarah Prefers to Run, which premiered at Cannes. Okay. She also did a short that we showed called Chef de Mute. Uh, she just shot a film out in Fogo. When Sophie Duras comes back to do uh, that masterclass, she's scouting locations to shoot. She's bringing oh, nice. a d- German director with her because she thinks she he sh- should shoot out here. And, oh, okay. Like the more people we bring in for stuff like that, the more projects that happen here because we do happen to have a pretty decent tax credit. Mm-hmm. The NLFTC um, just announced a digital media tax credit too that oh, they're really nice. working on building, and they're I know they're already getting applications for that. So. Like I think, I think Newfoundland, especially now that the economy is in the toilet, yeah, there's an opportunity to really invest in film because film does make money. It yeah. does bring money in, and I think there's an opportunity to kind of redefine our economy a little bit yeah. and to really put some some oomph towards that, uh, especially as other provinces' film industries crumble around us. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Nova Scotia's so close, and, and like... Oh, it, man, it, and there's so many people there. Yeah, who, yeah. who, who would love, you know, and, yeah. and if, if we could if we could really boom, we'd have a lot of really, really great people coming out oh, who don't God. want to leave the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it's... And, and it is, it's such a beautiful place, like, even when, um... Like with, with Jason Momoa coming here for right. Frontier, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll Who do Frontier." Apparently, brought Shoshana from Girls, just FYI. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. There have been Shoshana sightings. Oh. Very <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you but off. But he was here like celebrity that. gossip. Yeah. Well, there you go. I need I need to get more on the social medias. All I see is like Jason Momoa is at Yellow Belly right now. Everybody go to Yellow Belly. He's there every night, just every night. Impossible Gosh. to miss. Not hiding at all. Just standing. <laughs> like two feet over everybody else <laughs> right. um, but he uh and and he was like we're gonna shoot three things while we're here because mm. they were just looking around they were like newfoundland in the winter so great so yeah. like especially somebody i guess who's who's down in like la and stuff all the time when yeah. you come up here and you're like well there's like trees and snow and stuff that's cool <laughs> quaint houses but, yeah what yeah <laughs> it is so so quaint though yeah, things are so cheap yeah. yeah so so they shot they ended up shooting yeah they shot that movie braven uh and then they shot uh, a beer commercial i think up here just while they were here um and it is and that's all just because it's like you see pictures and you're like oh wow so this place like we can shoot something here for half cheap yeah of course we're gonna go to this to this little island yeah and we put such a well sort of such like an emphasis on arts in newfoundland right like the government loves to talk about it they They don't love to fund it fund it Mm -hmm. at all uh i i like the um uh the tourism commercials because I'm like, oh, look, it's like you've categorized a list of all the things that you're defunding in every budget. Like, <laughs> no, no. like it's like outpour communities. It's, it's public service, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it just, it just heads up everybody. This, this is what's, this going, is what's down going down this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
like downtown businesses and then artists out all like here. painting the coastline yeah. and then you have like outpour communities and you're like all three of these things we're taking money from all of them that's what made this commercial this commercial is now a relic yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it's scary but it, it's and but it, if if film were, were something that could just like huck them a bunch like like here look here's your money yeah. Like, stop, stop worrying about the artists. Just, you know, put us in the commercials because you're actually proud of us. Yeah. Not because you need to seem proud or else we'll get mad at you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was actually thinking that, um, cause when they cut the, uh, grant, when they, when they cut the city grant mm-hmm. in half, um, like it, it really did just seem like a thing where they were like, oh, if we don't do something, they're going to ask us to raise the grant. So we'll cut it in half. <laughs> And then when they get it back to the normal one, they'll just shut up. <laughs> like shut that was up. that yeah. was like that was my conspiracy theory. Yeah. About the like the St. John's uh, Arts Grant. Yeah, I think that it just. I I think that there's just like a. They're just not all that connected, you know. Mm. And I think that it was like, oh well, you know, we have to save all this money. Well, this is super frivolous. Yeah. I mean, they also in doing that, they also raised. A pile of taxes for mm-hmm. local businesses, but they also cut, say, a hundred thousand dollars from the Aqua Arena, yeah, which is you know a really great community spot. Yeah. <laughs> People get good things yeah. done at the Aqua Arena, yeah, and like it just it seemed kind of like haphazard and slapdash, and oh, there's a chunk of money that doesn't necessarily contribute to the actual material operations of the city so let's, right let's just let's just shove it out yeah you know? yeah so it feels like just, just a sheet of numbers yeah totally and it's like we're just going to cut these yeah, numbers yeah and that's fine you don't look at this what's attached budget it, and then yeah like I, I i feel like each of those numbers should have its own page yeah where it's like here's the fallout Here we are. here's what the here's what these numbers cover and yeah. here's all the things that that come under it so like when you cut when you raise taxes on downtown businesses, yeah, and oh, we have God. empty shops, yeah, downtown Here's now. what it looks like yeah. in your city two years later. Yeah, you've yeah. got lots of, and and it was almost instantaneous. Just yeah. so many places, just for lease, yeah, closeout sale, all oh. these, all these places downtown. Yeah, and like t- thinking about restaurants, like the turnover that we already have in restaurants. Yeah, because uh, I, I feel like I feel like starting a restaurant is like the artist's like downtown business shop. Like, because yeah. it's like, you're doing it for passion. It's not a, yeah, totally. nobody, well, I don't know. Maybe people go into to restaurant stuff being like, I'm going to make a pile of cash. But well, I wouldn't they do, say they last very long. Sorely mistaken. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, it's not, in the beginning, like, it's not, it's not a money thing. Like, people who own no. restaurants are working horrendous hours yeah. all and the time I mean, just trying to keep their dream going. It's very easy to find many, many articles about how, like, opening a restaurant is the riskiest at yeah. least profitable business decision you can make for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. sort of research into that, and it, and it's yeah. you know we've got we've got amazing uh, amazing people here uh, doing doing just crazy stuff. Like when you look at like Mallard Cottage and yeah. you know well Raymond's even like the, yeah. winning awards all over the place. And again, but, putting the city of St. John's on a national map. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. Forget. Raise right. their taxes. They can yeah. afford it. Right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oil downturn. That won't affect them. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a scary uh it's a scary world to be living in. Yeah. Did that did any of that stuff affect the the festival? Like, does that affect the grants that you guys? We we avail of the special events and festivals grant stream. So uh, they reinstated the funding to the grants to artists and the arts organizations. That was a hundred thousand um, dollars. 
last year they gave, or last round they gave the grants to artists and arts organizations $203,000 in total, and so then they were going to cut it to $100,000. Uh, they didn't reinstate... I forget the numbers now, how much they give to special events and festivals, but they didn't reinstate that money. So technically we are, like our, our, our program has been cut. Um, I've had different feedback from different counselors about what that actually means and all mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, one of the things I would say is that if you look at the like the city budget is fairly impenetrable for the average person to read to yeah. begin with. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, where is this category and where is this thing? And you can't find it and right. all this kind of stuff. So in some of my conversations with counselors, I've wondered if maybe they've had the same difficulty yeah. as, uh, <laughs> trying to sort out what's what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to come down, but on the surface right now, it seems like our category has been reduced by 50%. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like, that's, it, it, it's scary to me because, uh, I was, I was just on Matt Wright's podcast and I got super conspiracy theory, like real, like <laughs> real into things, but I was, I was talking about that type of Our thing. Our pedestal where, is the Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I think oh, about man. that, like when you look at the budget, like it, it, it feels like it's built so yeah. that you won't understand. So that it. you won't have any idea. And you know, like fair enough. It's hard to anticipate what people don't know, and it's hard to anticipate what people need in order to know what they want to know. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, like, just hand those reins over to Dave Lane. Dave Lane is a born communicator. Right. Communicating is a skill, and not a, peop a lot of people recognize that, mm -hmm. but it really is. Yeah. It really, really true oh, yeah. is. It's a big deal. Dave Lane is good at it. Right. So let them give you some input on how to organize <laughs> yeah. this stuff and how to get the word out and mm -hmm. you will have an easier time my yeah. friends and when you talk about like voter apathy and yeah. stuff like that like if you understand what you're a part what of what you're doing yeah what you're a part then of course you're going to go out and you vote more but like when it's when it's all so lofty and you don't understand like I vote for this person, this person's in charge. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. yeah. What is that? What are they changing when they have these list of promises? How do they go about doing it? How like cuz you'd be able to better guess a promise that yeah. they can keep versus one that they can't Absolutely. if you know how hard it is to change <laughs> those things. You know what's behind it. But you yeah. don't, like, we don't, and, and it, that's what it feels like is that these these numbers are put up and it feels, um, it's the same thing with, with law and, and stuff like that. Like, you have to go yeah. to school for years yeah. just to be able to read the sheet of paper and have it translate into English in your head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's, uh, and it's, and counselors themselves are just, people mm -hmm. oh totally like and they're, they're in just the same people, place in essence yeah thrown into a job from the st starting point that you or i would be at yeah you know, with the same kind of stuff so all of a sudden they're thrown into this it's this giant thing that's operating and yeah this is what we need to do this yeah. and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah okay you gotta be in there together. for 30 years to understand totally. what it even means yeah. yeah and then part of their process with the budget is to not talk to anybody about it <laughs> you know like dudes yeah maybe revisit that policy yeah yeah because i'm sympathetic towards it mm -hmm. i would be flailing too yeah so like have stop and talk to the community and let them know hey we're thinking about doing this yeah. is this going to completely obliterate your industry right check yes yeah check no yeah yeah you know and and it's hard 
isn't a good excuse (laughs) for not doing it well you know that's not a good excuse like it's too hard yeah just maybe maybe can you put two people on the job then get also like maybe yeah exactly we'll get fly elsa moreno home and just get her to fix the problems oh you guys are having trouble with this you're feeling overwhelmed that's fine i'll do it let me take i only have nine or ten things other on on my plate right now i'll just take that as well it's yeah it's um it is scary because, I mean, I guess you can see that with, like, the, the festival. When the festival grows, mm-hmm. you hire more people. If you can, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if, you, can, if you can do that. And uh, with with this kind of thing where it's like, are we going to cut all this stuff? Well, exactly, yeah. Like, That's kind of what we're looking at now. Yeah. Like, we've done all this stuff. Like, we, you know, we have filmmaking camps in northern Labrador now yeah, in the yeah. summertime. Like, that's a thing that mm-hmm. we do. And we do this, like, cross-province film tour. And we do all this stuff. And so... You know, we expect that there are going to be some, every, most of the departments in the province, I think all of them now have been asked to cut 30% from yeah. their budget. So that's going to trickle down. So yeah. we're trying to figure out a way, like, how do we maintain all this activity? Mm-hmm. Because our activity is important. If I do say so myself, we were voted uh, the most valuable player in the local film and tele- television industry in the yeah. overcast. Which yeah. Is cool. <laughs> that matters. It that does. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah. Because that is that's direct community, right? Right. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's that communication where it's like, how, who do you like? Here we yeah, go. This is yeah. why. Yeah. Are we helping you? Yes. No. Yeah. Because that's all we want to do mm-hmm. is make this thing bigger and make this thing awesome. Yeah. And make brains explode. Really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah just blow them up. Too. Blow yeah. them up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, uh, that's great because like the and and running film camps and stuff in Labrador is awesome because it's helping to there's there's a huge invisible wall. Yeah. Between Newfoundland yeah. and Labrador, like same same province. Yeah. But it's more expensive to fly to Labrador than it, it is to get to like BC. It's oh like nine hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. And there are so many stories up there. One of the docs that came back from Labrador that Jen did with her team uh, was about throat singing, mm-hmm. and they talked to all these young women who were throat singers. And I guess I had no idea, but throat singing is actually a thing that women do and it's okay. it's like a contest and you stand face to face with a friend of yours who is also a woman and you make all these noises and you play off each other and then it's a contest in that the first person who laughs loses oh really yeah oh, yeah wow. and it's like what a cool th- i had no idea i didn't know that either yeah and then in the documentary which is you know made by youth and just you know a documentary about throat singing but there's this they it's also political because one of the things that happened is that, you know, with the residential schools, people weren't encouraged to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So they kind of feel like it was this thing that was almost lost, this yeah. this practice. And then there's a real movement to get it back going right. and to get it more popular in their communities. Mm-hmm. And it was just a neat thing to capture that little story. Like, yeah. just, just that story sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, like, that's by proxy part of the culture of this whole, of this whole province, province, right? And that's yeah. something that... that most, I mean, uh, most Newfoundlanders never set foot in Labrador. Yeah, right? yeah. Ever, like or the whole time living here. Like or that. hear anything from there. Yeah. Uh, I know they have an awesome uh, artist resident, residency program. Um, I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I, I've, I've applied for it like three years in a row, trying yeah. to go up and teach Why not? film to, to schools up there. Um, because it just like, it's just a part, I, I've, I've been there, like I've traveled there and I've, just move through, but I've never gotten to spend time with people there. I've never gotten to sort of see what it's like to live there because yeah. I've only been there for like a week or so at a time. Um, and it was kind of a kind of a goal to just be like, I just want to go to Labrador. It's yeah. right there. Like really, <laughs> the ferry is like an hour and a half or something if you drive across. It's like an hour and a half ferry or something yeah. like that. And it's it's like it's right there. 
why have I never gone? Yeah. Um, and it, it is, it, it's, uh, all the, all the cool, like outdoorsy stuff of Newfoundland is there times 10 mm-hmm. in, in Labrador. So like there, there is real, like there's tourism reasons to go, the culture reasons, like we're talking about like yeah. these stories and these just a completely different way of life that we don't never get to hear about. Yeah. It, yeah. It's all there. That's um, true. Apparently, I think I've already mentioned this, but here I go again. Yeah. Um, I think apparently they're going to be opening up a, a huge art center in Nunatibet in 2017. Uh, they're really working towards that. And there are, um, I know there are some filmmakers from the NFB and who are exploring doing big projects for that. And then there's the Inuit, Inuit Blanche uh, Festival that's going to be happening this September. So they are like, there are opportunities to go and partake of oh, the cool. culture anyway, which is cool. What more kind and more, of, uh, it seems. Uh, what, what kind of like applications are they looking for? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, we're, it's very preliminary stages, right. but we're looking at possibly getting something on the go where we can partner with the rooms and the NFB to present a VR installation by, um, Caroline Minet. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, as part of the Inuit Blanche. I'm not, like, it's just, like, emailing back and yes, forth yeah, at yeah. this point. But, uh, is that, like, Oculus Rift that. type thing? or? Well, it's yeah, it's the full-on, like, dorky... Yeah, big yeah. giant headset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jen is actually, she's right now at the, um, there's this big, huge meeting of the Quebec film industry every year, the Rendezvous... I can't remember what, RVCQ. I'm not sure what the oh, okay. program yeah. stands for, but she's there because they contacted the festival and said, Hey, you guys have been doing kind of interactive work. You launched the interactive incubator project, all this kind of stuff. Will you come to our meeting and talk about what you're doing? Cause we're getting all these other people in to talk about what they're doing in terms of VR and interactive. And so she's there with all these like, European documentary film festivals who have a regular virtual reality whole component yeah. and you know projects are being made there for six million euro budgets and yeah yeah, yeah and she's there representing the women's wow. film festival it's awesome that's great so I'm so excited for her to come back and be like okay we're gonna do this yeah, and this yeah. and this and this yeah. it's gonna be amazing that's awesome yeah but we're really we're trying to to build that aspect of it and so if this thing does work out with the VR I think it might be the first like VR film installation in the province maybe. oh yeah 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 I've, I've never heard of one of one happening yeah, i've, I've heard of a bunch happened. of like augmented reality stuff yeah have you, you seen that app where you it, it, like puts a mask on your face and you can be president obama or Donald oh Trump or... no i haven't seen that hours of fun Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know um there's a there's a there's a cool like augmented reality thing which is it works with google maps oh yeah and it has these nodes all over cities um, and you can go and you're on red or blue mm-hmm. and you go to these places and you basically just check in at them and you try to get all of your blue players to take over one of the nodes and you're trying to take over the city kind of thing. So, That's cool. and you can expand it out That's and it's weird. like this augmented, but it, you're just walking around doing yeah, it and yeah. you'll be like, Oh, well there's one over here. It's like geocaching kind of right, right. where it's like, Oh, there's one over here. I'm just going to go over here and check in real quick. Yeah. And usually they put them in places that like, People may not go yeah. uh, unless they have a reason to go. So, like, you'll kind of go there and be like, oh, this is really cool. And then maybe, like, hang out for a bit. Yeah. And it's these cool little... That's an interesting way to, like, get people to interact in a way. Yeah. Is there any... Is there... I'm wondering, like, do our places... Do they use it for marketing at all? Like, do places say, hey, you know, we can buy our place as a Oh, mode. like Foursquare or something? I, th- I think maybe... Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. They probably will turn into that. Yeah. Google. Oh yeah, Google will take over eventually. Yeah. 
Because I know uh, uh, one of one of our friends, um, um, Scott Stevenson, who's working on oh yeah the instrument, they, yeah yes. the Mune, yeah yeah. Um, he he did he did some augmented reality stuff with music. Oh really? Um, so when you when you walk somewhere, your GPS keeps track of where you are and changes the score for where you're walking based okay. on what you're doing. So I know he was looking at like Red Cliff and and you could walk through Red Cliff and it would just change the atmospheric no. music as you walk through depending on which way you were going and stuff like that and it, which which is like i've never i haven't stopped thinking about that today. he told me yeah. about that like a long time ago um but I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it yeah. since then just how cool that would be to walk around and have a custom have a custom store. atmosphere sort of following you around kind yeah. of thing yeah that's really cool yeah so, so you like could program your own i would program a mariachi band i think yeah <laughs> all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could you could just download a mariachi album. <laughs> could, yeah. It'd be neat if it was, you know, for Personalized. me. Personalized. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Smelly Mariachi. I would like to get a mariachi band to come around and be like, all right, look at this area. What do you feel? Just give us a little <laughs> clips inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then when you're walking through you get like, Oh yeah, this is real cliff based yeah, mariachi. mariachi. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great project. That's up for grabs now, it's anybody out there who's listening to that. Yeah, it's mariachi atmosphere. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so uh, I, I, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was when when you're like when you're looking at programming mm-hmm. for a festival, um, like for for filmmakers who are sending into festivals, like um, what are what are like the big things that you look for um, in like a in like an app? Do you look for like an application packet or? Not necessarily. The board, our board of directors does, well, here's the whole process. Our board of directors does the programming. Um, Two years ago for the 25th, we decided that um, we would stop taking submissions for feature length films. Okay. Uh, We used to just take submissions for all the films. And then um, the board said, no, we're just going to take submissions for short films. And then we're going to curate the feature program. So we send, for example, Barbara Janes, she goes to hot docs and watches all the documentaries there and comes back like a short list. Noreen goes to con and chooses films there. And they, they're really careful about the features that they choose. Uh, A lot of filmmakers will write to us and say, Hey, I directed this feature. You might want to check it out. We put it into a big list for them. They check it out. They watch trailers. Like they're very, very thorough about it. Um, They look for, in terms of the features, they look for, of course, quality. It's Mm -hmm. going to be good. Um, A really great story. They look for um, how it would potentially fit into the rest of the program. They look for how it would resonate with local audiences. Um, that kind of thing. Um, and then in terms of the short films, it's the same kind of thing. Last year, we had we had over 300 submissions for short films. Wow. They were all so good. Mm-hmm. It was excruciating. Oh, for, yeah. For, it it must was be. brutal. Like, we had extra programming meetings. There were long, long lists and long, long, long lists. Mm-hmm. And it was really just... There were so many films that everybody unanimously voted yes for. And we right. had to whittle away that list wow. twice. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. But it was great. Yeah, like, yeah. There were people making amazing, amazing stuff mm-hmm. out there. And, so and you have to do... hope that somewhere those those films are still getting shown yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, that... and we, we tend to kind of reach out and find, like, for example, there was this awesome short documentary. Well, it was 30 minutes long called Threads. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the Fiber Arts Conference was happening at the same time. So we partnered with them. We're like, here, show right. this film. And so we find kind of avenues to do that. 
But uh, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Like I said, they didn't really have trouble winnowing anything down according to quality last year. But it, yeah, they they look at they look at how things are going to fit together, um, and they look at how they're going to be able to market things. And uh, you know, length plays a part sometimes. If we yeah. have a bunch of really awesome films that are all twenty five minutes long, right? We can't. It's so cumbersome to, right. yeah, to yeah. find slots for those. And it's just yeah, it's a mix of a lot of things. But in terms of of applying. It's pretty straightforward. You just go on without a box and fill out stuff. We, you need to have a good synopsis. Synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to have a million people look at it. Have it be three sentences long, max. Mm -hmm. Not a bunch. No semicolons. No, like just yeah. brief, right to the gut. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best advice I could offer anybody. Yeah, and it yeah. is one of the that is one of the most excruciating parts. Dude. Of, of doing yeah. an application like yeah. I, I know people are always asking for because you do you need a synopsis for yeah for everything and for you need it. your long synopsis and you need your three sentence synopsis yeah um which is the i, I found was always the hardest part because i was like what is a synopsis into google and then it was like here's 500 different examples of what <laughs> did a you mean sign up synopsis? <laughs> yeah did you mean synopsis? <laughs> synapses are the things that are going to give up on you after you try to write a synopsis three i times. can hear them dying now yeah because <laughs> it, it's so hard because you have this thing and uh, I know whenever I'm oh, explaining man. a film, I get so excited about it. Yeah, your it's whole so heart personal. Is in it. And, and it's you're like, in here you every go. corner of it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, here's my three sentences. This is what it's about. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, but there's this really cool part in it where this happens. Yeah. And this is the kind of theme that I'm trying to get prevalent to the front and stuff like that. And you're trying to put all that in. It's like, how do you, like, what are the three things you need to say that lets everybody know what your whole film is? Yeah. And also just makes it appetizing because yeah. it does, it, it also needs to sound. It can't just be, this is what my film is about. <laughs> it still has to have that passion in it, but it has to be in yeah. those three sentences. Yeah. Um, it's a very, it's a very scary thing. And it's a hard, uh, I, I still have a hard time finding a synop uh, synopsis that like jumps out at me as a good mm -hmm. one to yeah. like use as examples and stuff. Yeah. Um, I know whenever like, whenever like Ruth Atkinson comes down, oh, man. she talks about synopsis and yeah. every year I'm like, well, that's it. I figured it out because Ruth, has told me what a synopsis is, and then I sit down to try to write it, and I'm like, I need to email Ruth again. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. just bugger, because uh, yeah, like you you see people because Ruth reads them all day, mm -hmm. oh, all yeah. day every day, yeah. and that's like that's she's just flipping through them kind of thing. So she, and I, I feel like I would want to be like work as like an assistant script consultant or work as like a uh, yeah to get all that knowledge. yeah like a reader. Yeah, we had a really neat workshop. Uh, Dave Sullivan did a. Uh, synopsis writing workshop yeah. a couple of years ago and I think he did a great job he mm -hmm. pulled out lots of just from IMDB he went on I, IMDB and found yeah. like just some brutal ones oh Which yeah like I never want to see that movie yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah like that that budget and then he's like that's for Fargo and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's for Better Call Saul yeah but uh yeah so I thought that was really good but yeah the synopsis the Noreen winds up rewriting all of the descriptions that we put in the, oh, yeah. on the website and in the programs and that. But still, the people who are putting the festival together, they watch your film. They usually watch your film multiple times. Yeah. But they read your synopsis a million times, too. Yeah. You know? And they're like, what's that one? Oh, yeah, it's this, blah, blah, blah. And they'll yeah. read the synopsis out. And, like, it just gets read so many times. And people read it so many times who are actually putting the festival together it's got to be killer right yeah. yeah and there's no i don't know i don't 
there's no real formula other than no. I would say three sentences. Yeah, in the yeah. same way with with film, like the film itself, there is no real exactly formula. Like yeah. everyone will be so so different, yeah. and even like you gave the same script to two directors, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. Everybody has their own their own process. It's the same thing with a synopsis, but yeah. you know, you gotta be direct in that situation where there's where you're up against so many other films. Yeah, like that could potentially be the thing where it's just like I remember this. Yeah, and this film, and maybe that's just the one more time somebody needs to view it to be able to yeah. to, to put it into the programming because it is uh it, it it's ridiculous. I'm always shocked when a film that I made gets into a festival. <laughs> Like always, <laughs> yeah. every single time where it's like, I, I just assume every time I get the email from uh, like without a box where it's like the judging status has changed on this. I'm yeah. like, oh, reject. And then it says accepted. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I always want to email them and be like, this is the one I sent you, right? Um, I think everyone feels that way about their work, really. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's really hard to feel super, uh, yeah. super positive about your stuff. I oh, feel. man. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever read anything by any creator anywhere who's been like, oh, I'm amazing right. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, even Zadie Smith is like, be prepared to always be unsatisfied. It's like, you're Zadie Smith. Yeah. Okay, you're the smartest human being on the planet. Yeah, you're not allowed to, <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. If you feel bad about what you're doing, I'm never going to feel I'm good. I'm nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the point. Like, just be, just be realistic. But I, I think it's, I think it's being able to do it and realizing that you know at some point you just have to let it go yeah, yeah. you got to put it out there otherwise there's no you're, you're doing especially in film everybody who you worked with a disservice by yes. not putting it out right yeah, yeah. they, all, oh, they God, were all yeah. there they all worked on it yeah if and you don't put it out it. yeah they want to yeah. see it and that's that's yeah. the thing um it's is like, it may feel so precious and 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 like like no it's not ready it's not ready but if, yeah. if you never put it out, then it's it, honestly a huge waste of time. Yeah. There's no Everybody's point. Everybody's time. Multiple yeah. people's time and money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that that quote that Tina Fey writes about in Bossy Pants from Lauren Michaels. The show doesn't go on because it's ready. It goes on because it's 1130. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's why deadlines are the best. <laughs> yeah. The best thing. It's like, well, there you go. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess. That's See you later. That's why I think it's like the rom-com challenge. Yes. so successful. Yeah. 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 And that is why... And those are the lessons you learn, I guess, from those things. Too. Yeah, yeah, and and even like uh, the Nifco, like the first time filmmaker. Right. You you're only allowed to shoot for one day, so you can do all <laughs> yeah. the prep that you want. Yeah. But once you nail that day down and you book your crew, That's you're it. like for no matter what. Yeah. So mine was, I think, I, I it was it was seven pages long because they told me to bring it to seven pages. But I didn't actually change anything. I just like took a bunch of words out. So it was a ten-page <laughs> script in seven pages. Yeah, in small um, And we we had to cut huge chunks. Yeah. Out of it, and it was a, uh, and that was the thing was, in if if I had only had one day, if like if I booked everyone for one day, but I was allowed to do another one. You would have. I would have. Yeah. And and if I wasn't allowed the other one, I would have said, well, we're not going to make the movie because I can't make the whole thing. Right. But because we were there on that day and we had that deadline. I cut a middle part out that didn't affect the story, mm-hmm. and we kept the story well, intact. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, no, yeah. not just taking out the, the <laughs> intro or something. <laughs> just throw them in halfway. I cut the credits. Fine. Yeah, uh, and and that was like Pat Condon uh, was there, and so he was he was standing there, and he was like, I know this is like the hardest thing you're yeah. ever gonna do, and we had the uh, the storyboard oh. in front of me, yeah. and we were just all staring at the storyboard at lunchtime, and he was like, it's not gonna work, and I was like, it might, and he's like, no, it won't. Spill your coffee. And so on. yeah, so we just had taken the X's and just crossing things out yeah. and we made it and it's finished and it's out there. Like mm-hmm. it's just out in the world. How do you feel now. About it? Uh, I like, I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out, which yeah. is not common for me. Most yeah. of the time I hate it. And especially because I edited it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. That's where it actually happens, though. The hate? Or... Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the hate, but that's where it really comes together. Because, I mean, no matter... It seems to me, uh, just Vic Wells is a really great editor. Yes, yeah. And uh, so talking to her, you know, like like you can have the best of intentions with a certain shot, but and with a sh- certain trajectory of the story, but yeah. you actually need to get the shot so that it can be spliced together in yeah. a coherent way. Mm-hmm. And so your story is dependent on all kinds of technical things and all kinds of people. And yeah. That the more people and the more objects you add, the more room for error. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does, and that's that's in the room where it's like, oh, there's a light in that, so <laughs> now this shot has to change, and yeah. that snowballs. Yeah, the rest of it. Now all these shots this. have to change. Yeah. So then, and then you've got all this other, this different stuff. I still, uh, I, I worked on a web series, uh, a long time ago that never came out, mm-hmm. and it's it's still like, like I have it, and I have a couple of edited episodes. Yeah. Together, but it's it's just like the way it was shot. There were there were lots of lights yeah. in shots. There were lots because we we just run, didn't know. Did, did like run and gun stuff. Had no idea. I think the the thing that really messed us up was that all of us had the phrase "We'll fix it in post" in our heads. Yeah. And I was post, so I was I was the one who was going to fix it, and I was there thinking that's going to be hard to fix. <laughs> but someone would just be like, "Oh, we're moving on. We'll fix it later." And but but because it was in all of our heads. Yeah. It just became a thing where we were like, we're tired, we're gonna move on. Yeah. And then when we got it into the into the editing room, like I was looking through and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like we, I think we shot six episodes. Two of them are usable. Oh no. Um, and like all the other ones, like there's just so much stuff. Like we had, and we had a different volunteer sound person every day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Who had never done sound before. And they were actual people, not chairs. Not actual people, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. So the the rom com the rom com challenges has the sounds actually not bad in it, which yeah. is a huge burn. Chairs are very steady. Yeah, it was very steady. Yeah, yeah. Gordon was messing with it at one point. Oh. Um, but it's uh yeah. <laughs> so they Pinson, were actual people. Yeah, Gordon Pinson was on set, just sort of <laughs> messing around with our stuff. He's Canadian acting challenge. legend. Gordon Pinson was uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not actually in the film, but you can really feel his presence. We he's they he's had undeniable. To cut him. Yeah. <laughs> he just wasn't Just for it. time. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't mess with the story, so it felt good to yeah. just cut Gordon. Um, I think it's important though for people to hear stories like like yours. Of the of of just messing it up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like making making a hash of it, really. Yeah. 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 There was a neat at the forum this year. Um Wow, I'm gonna blank on her name. She did whatever, Linda, the web series. Hannah Cheeseman. Oh, okay. Film Cheese. Yeah, she, we did a web series panel, and she was sitting there talk, talking about whatever, Linda, if, which, if you've seen it, is hilarious and amazing and beautiful. I shot. haven't seen it's it. So well written. Exactly. She was like, it's a failure. Nobody's seen this thing. Right. We failed. We did not get the word out. It's just a disaster. And it's amazing. Right. And it, like, the whole room was kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Really? Really, like you screw up? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just kind of. It was. A, it was a big moment. It. It is interesting. It was resonant. How much stuff like does and but like web, web is so interesting. Like her say, like if it's out there and it's mm-hmm. funny and it's well done. Yeah. And if nobody's seen it, but it's just nobody's seen it yet. Like exactly. unless it's super it can, dated, like it's right? Still just living there. Yeah. Unless it was like about a period of time that is over now. Yeah. That no one will understand it or something. Yeah. It sounds like you you could just relaunch marketing or something. Exactly. And just like yeah. just go because it's there. Yeah. Um, and, and I I know like for my old stuff like old films that I've made I don't I I start I move away from it and it's the same thing with stand up like the the stuff I wrote 
in my first couple of months. Yeah. Um, I look at it and I look back on it now and I'm like, I'm a different person. Yeah. So this stuff doesn't resonate with me anymore. So there is that as well. Yeah. Like the, the jokes in the old web series, like maybe they're just like, she's like, oh, I'm so much better than this now. Yeah. That could be, that could be another, another issue with that kind of thing. But it is, it's so, it's so strange. And web is so weird mm-hmm. in that it's way. It's interesting. It seems to, um, one of the things I, I've heard from women who have directed web series is that they like it more because, for example, if you get called in to direct on a television series, you're going to get called in and you're going to direct like one episode. Yeah. You're going to be this guest director and then you're going to leave and you don't really have that much say over the overarching story or, yeah. or you know like yeah, you're yeah. just kind of there and then you're gone but like a web series it's yours you get to direct this this series but you get to guide how it goes and and then like you said they like that like it's still there it's up on youtube yeah like anybody can see it at any time it's still in a sense alive mm-hmm. because that doesn't really happen with television yeah it's just i mean the challenge is how how do you compete with cats Oh, no. the cat videos? You mean well, yeah, not the musical? Like on the internet. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> or the guy dancing to that Rihanna video, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, um, <laughs> yeah. And to, yeah, TV is scary. That could be a whole panel. Yeah. Yeah. Competing <laughs> with cute cats. Yeah. <laughs> it could be for web. That, that's Especially a great thing. Especially cats in shark costumes on Roomba. It's like, you're toast. It's over. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. over. The web is done. Wins. It's perfect already. So where do you go? Why do that? <laughs> TV is terrifying for that reason. Like it's uh, if you look on Netflix and stuff, just the shows and shows and shows. And I'm like, yeah. I will never watch yeah. 90% of these. Yeah. And with TVs, it's, it's different because it's not web. It's not always there. No. Nope. Like there's no, there's no it time that somebody could just go back and yeah. like Netflix is like, nobody's watching this. We're going to take it off. And then it's gone. Your whole series <laughs> is gone. It's you can just, buy it on DVD and HMP. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, and, and if you never had viewers, then it's never going to get, yeah. seen again yeah and uh but like with web you you do have that possibility like i i know broad city went like their their web series yeah just like they were running that forever oh man just forever yeah. and then and then it just was it amy poehler who amy found poehler, it yeah because yeah. they were both uh they were both doing courses at the upright citizens brigade yeah and so yeah amy poehler found it and was like you guys let's let's make this a thing yeah so now it's a thing and then it's a thing but yeah. you can find I, I was just reading this great article with them the the two women from broad city um about how they went about it and they just basically said we just kind of stuck stuck each other together and said no we're doing this thing and yeah. anything else that came up we we're like no we are doing this thing right we're doing yeah, this yeah. Thing. we are making this thing yeah and you can find all kinds of different material from them on youtube right yeah. now there's this this series where Alana just gets really, really high and plays video games and yeah. eats junk food. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like the they're best. so they're just so charismatic. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't care what you do, just do it. <laughs> just do something. Just please do something. Whatever yeah. you want to do. They're just they're they're perfect. And that series is so funny. Like and and to go from that web series, which is just Michael so Jackson. simple. Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Alana, get off the balls. Yeah. <laughs> And when you look at, because I watched the, I watched the show before the web series. Yeah. So I, when I, I saw the show and then I was like, oh, this is based on a web series. I should watch the web series. And yeah. I went back and I was like, I couldn't believe it because it's like, it's one 
camera oh that yeah they just had on a tripod yeah and they, like they just shot it they were clearly shooting it all themselves like maybe they had like a couple of friends helping them yeah, out terrible sound yeah terrible sound all the whole like, way rainy and, and it didn't matter no because it was just the content was, was the so best. good yeah that and and then it gets turned into this this show which like it has that uh the opening the where they're going into the bank Yes. It's one of my favorite television openings in general where they yeah. just have the crazy. She's in the Missy Elliott costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the starter from the bottom <laughs> now we're here. And it's like my favorite opening to, and, and that is like that shot so well. Yeah. Um, and like the, the, obviously the sound and everything, like it's all broadcast quality. So it's, it's, it's really good. But that's a, that's a really nice thing to see that like web leads into mm-hmm. these, these larger projects. If you just, show you're working you know exactly. if, you, if you just do it and you keep doing it yeah 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 that web series that i was talking about by Hen cheeseman whatever linda that might be turned into a tv show yeah, now. yeah. oh are they are they yeah. talking about that now yeah, yeah. so that'll be amazing yeah take that, that to your failure yeah poor you yeah, yeah. but, but it's how happening did you in... find did you direct the, that web series uh, no, I directed one episode of it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And the the rest of it was uh, was all directed by uh, somebody else, and it was, um, so yeah, I was I was I wrote I wrote on it and I acted in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And did, did you like? How did you shoot it? I've been curious about this. Like, how do you shoot a web series? Do you just do it in one day and then shoot all the episodes? Or um, we were doing it. Uh, sort of location based. Right. So we had Mount Allison gave us a dorm room. Oh wow! So it was called into the dorm. Yeah. Um, my friend, my friend Justin Collette is. There are so many opportunities for puns there. Anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's like he's an amazing. I don't think he knows it. Maybe he does, but he's an amazing producer. Mm-hmm. Um, you where, email him and tell him. Yeah, well, I, I'm, go- I'm basically going to live with him now in <laughs> okay, Toronto. Good. So yeah, but he uh, he. Was I? I just remember I was sitting there. We were sitting in the living room talking about how we were gonna shoot it, and I, we were like playing video games or something. And then he just like picked up the phone and called Matt Allison, and was like, "Here's what we're doing. Um, I'm an alumni. All we need to do is we just need one room. I know you have this building that's under renovations right now, so no one's living in it. Can I use a room in there?" And they were like, "Ah, uh, yeah, okay." <laughs> and we just had a room. And that is a producer. Yeah, and it took yeah. it took him thirty seconds. To something that I was like, if I, if someone was like, hey, you have to get us a dorm room at Mount Allison University, I would sweat for three days <laughs> yeah, yeah. thinking, rehearsing what I was going to say to so them. Drunk. And like, I'd have a whole write up and like a flip chart <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's just like, hey, can we do this thing? And they're like, yep. And yeah. like, just that he's, he's, he's quite good. And, um, so it was, it was, it's like, it's, it's a really interesting process, but we, yeah. So we would shoot everything in the dorm room and then we were like, we have this outside shot. Um, but I, I had only shot things on these horror challenges before, right, like all okay. of my stuff was done in 48 hours or less. <laughs> so this was a longer thing. So all I was doing was looking up online, like how do people shoot things for long amounts of time? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, know what you're going to shoot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> smart. Cause I just read the script before and I would say, okay, so this line happens now. So we're going to shoot this line now. And then we'll go to here maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> And then we'll set it up in a different place and do it again. And that's how I shot everything. Cause it was only yeah. me. Like I was always acting and directing and running the camera and writing it okay. in these challenges. You Lena Dunham. I Lena Dunham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so then when we had this like small, super small crew, huge for me, but like very small crew yeah. of people to help with, it was like, there's a lot more pressure to be like, let's use these people's time. Well, yes. Um, yeah. 
And not look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we, we ended up sort of looking like idiots <laughs> in the end. The two the two episodes that turned out are pretty good, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can uh, we can put them out mm-hmm. uh, eventually. But it's uh, I'm I'm still like I'm still looking at the other stuff and trying to figure out if we can salvage it in some way. Like yeah. even if we can just turn it into a thirty second, just take one of the jokes in it and turn it into a thirty second thing or yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Web series are um, definitely the new. I, I there there's they're another thing that are on that tipping point yeah, of being like yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Or a big bust. Yeah. There's always these articles that come out that we see on Twitter. Um, web series are stupid. Web series are great. Yeah. Web series will ruin your life. Like yeah. All this kind of stuff. I think they're really cool. I do too. The yeah. first one I ever watched was Jordan Canning's Space Riders. Yes. Space Riders oh is amazing. Oh my god. It's yeah. so and good. And you can do so much more with like yeah. this little pocket of time and you can just tell the most absurd little and you can focus on just like an absurd situation yeah. and make something grow out of it and then boom you're done. But yeah. you've got the joke and it works. And that's that's the type of thing too where it's just like that's like like Jordan who's just like got this amazing vision and then just picking up Mark Little, Dan Barron, who are, yeah. you can just put that, they're the same thing. You just put them somewhere, let them do some stuff. Yeah. And Kayla Lorette, yeah. who doesn't even need anybody else. <laughs> oh, no. You just put Kayla Lorette in a room and you're like, there's cameras in the room, Kayla. And she'll be like, all right, it'll be the best thing you'll ever watch. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. just, she's ridiculously, she's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, um, and the, yeah, and that, that series is so good. It's so good. It's so, so well, good. It's so well so done. It's so funny. Yeah. And I just sat one Sunday afternoon and watched them one after the other. And I was like, yeah, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is the best thing ever happened to me. Web series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to figure out a way to, like, to screen them. And I guess would just be to load up YouTube and give her. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's binge watching, so we'll have a lot of junk food on hand. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Going with that theme. And, yeah. 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 We're in the, the, people get the era the of the binge now, for sure. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I think, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. All right. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, what are the, what are the dates of the festival? October 18th to 22nd, 2016. Great. Yeah. Cool. So if, uh, <laughs> if anybody's listening in town, definitely go to the, fe- if you haven't been there before, you'll remember. love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. So yeah, thanks again. Oh, cheers. Thanks Bye. so much. But if you don't care a feather or a fig, you may grow up to be a pig. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in for another episode. Um, thanks again to Sarah for coming on the show. Uh, thanks as always to Tim, my producer, for doing all the hard work. Uh, and yeah, check out the Women's International Film Festival if you're in St. John's. And if you're not, just book a ticket and fly there. You know, what else do you have going on? Probably nothing. So book it in. I'll wait. Next week, we've got the first interview that I do in Toronto. It'll be uh, Pat Condon, who's the director of Infanticide and Fucker Fight. So tune in for that. It's a real fun interview. And I'll see you guys next time. A new kind of jumped up slippery fish. And all the monkeys are in the zoo. Every day you meet quite a few. So you see, it's all up to you. You can be better than you are. You could be swinging on a star.